Welcome to Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The only podcast to bring you insights on the world of hunting, fishing, and boating. With your host, J. Paul Jackson. You don't say much, do you? Now, load up and side in. This is On the X. Welcome to the Excel Boats On the X podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. Now, Today, I'm your host, Jay Paul Jackson, but along with Dave Reynolds, I also have another very special guest and co-host today, our buddy, Bill Wilroth of Dakota Decoys and the Grind Waterfowl TV. Bill. I, I appreciate that special guest. You are. <laughs> no, you are. I mean, you, we feel privileged to have you on the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. We're going to do one of these podcasts from my computer, but I'm... Dang near 60, I couldn't figure it out. So here, <laughs> here we are with an iPhone in front of us. Yeah, we finally get it together. Dave, how are you doing out there in Salt Lake City in West Jordan, buddy? Doing great, man. It's hunting season. doesn't get any better than that. I've, I've been out uh, three of the last four days, and actually today I'm sort of glad I had to go to work. I, I need to rest. <laughs> that work, those jobs get in the way. I, I'm trying to figure they out. They do, but yeah, once in a while, it's good. Forces you not to hunt. Uh, now I had um, <laughs> some real good hunting last uh, three times out, and um, and got to hunt with the kids, Jack and my daughter yesterday. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been hunting for uh, for many years, almost as many as Bill there, and uh, actually we're the same age. And you know, yesterday. All these years of my hunting, I saw a site I've never seen before in all my years of hunting. And I'm so glad that my kids were able to see this too. But we were hunting a small pothole. And we had, it was probably 200, 250 mallards working this little tiny pothole. Just swarming us like bees, circling and circling. And and yes, I had seven mallard Dakota decoys. I'm sure that's what uh, attracted them. But it was just amazing. I mean, we didn't even shoot at them because with two young kids, I was just waiting for the right moment, and they're just ducks everywhere, and they came in behind us. They're right over us, but the kids didn't see, so I didn't want to shoot. Uh, Jack had two greenheads land on his side. He never saw them because he was watching all these other ducks. So, yeah, it's such a sight. We never killed a duck from the group, but it was still – you know, I'll never forget that. And actually, in hindsight, it was probably good because we would have educated every mallard in that marsh if we would have shot at that flock. Yeah, you, you're creating a lifetime killer. I hope you know that when they see that for the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. As if Jack wasn't cursed enough already, <laughs> he was totally ruined now. And you've ruined my day, too, because in Tennessee, I've got another six, eight weeks before duck season arrives. So. You know, we just uh, had really our first big front come through the Dakotas, and we were on the marsh yesterday, and specks were bailing out of the Dakotas by the thousands. And we're down here in Mountain View, Arkansas, and we're outside doing some filming with Jay Paul, and the specks were coming overhead. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. We were standing out there in the So in my, the my suburban must be just a little faster than the specks because we beat them here, but they're coming through. But you brought them there. We I'm brought them here. Yeah. Yeah. Spec season actually opens a little bit earlier here in Arkansas. So we'll get the chance to go out to inspect a couple of weeks before we do the That's ducks. Awesome. If you guys out there listening as well, if you hear a lot of background noise, we apologize, but we are coming to you today from the Excel boat plant right here in Mountain View, Arkansas. As a matter of fact, uh, Dave, I'm sitting in the bow of the Grind Waterfowl TV, Bill Wilross, new Excel um, 
F4. So he's picking it up today. I'm looking at his HDR 5000 25th anniversary edition back there. And we're down. All right. Yeah, I always thought you were supposed to christen a boat with a bottle of champagne, not your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're joking too, Dave. Uh, Jay Paul's had two hips put in. I had mine put in about 12 weeks ago. <laughs> on this boat for this podcast, I said, you just want to see two geriatric board guys crawl up into the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Good jumping up in yeah, there. But we're talking to a guy who does what? Do you, how far? How long are those bike rides, races that you do? Oh man, two hundred miles or hundred mile, two hundred mile road race, hundred mile mountain bike race. I, that, 40, about forty-five minutes, maybe close to an hour to get to the spot yesterday hiking. You know, slower with the kids. Oh, I you bet. Know, a good, uh, good secret: if you got young kids walking in the marsh, ski poles. Give them ski poles. Yeah. Wow. It really helps with their balance. And, uh, you know, this some of this place I hunted yesterday is muddy, nasty, weeds. And uh, you, you believe me, when it's cold, kid goes down, your hunt is over. Um, so, yep, ski poles. It's a good tip. Yeah. You need to get you some of those packables, Dave, if you're walking that far in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. And for guys with hips. a little weight because I'm pulling my guns. I'm pulling – I'm the uh, the mule, you know, the kids, they got their ski poles. I got everything else. Well, I hate to break to you, Dave, when we come out there with you, you know, I do have a new hip. So <laughs> All right, well, you can do it then. full extent. <laughs> you might need a mule, too. <laughs> I better be a mule than a horse's ass anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying with those ski poles for guys like us, we could just use them as canes, you know. Yeah, exactly. There you oh, go. <laughs> wow. So you've been doing it for a few days. Uh, how about you, Bill? Have you started hunting yet? Uh, actually, the grind. We just got back a week ago from Saskatchewan. We did our first film hunt up there. How was uh, that? Awesome. Uh, I'm a duck guy, and we always go up with Ben Webster, uh, and he knows I like ducks. And where's he out of? They're actually out of uh, Hutchinson, Kansas, or McPherson, Kansas area. Right, and his place ended around St. Wahlberg, Turtleford. That we were at New Neilburg, Saskatchewan. Uh, yeah. So basically, one day we hunted where you actually could. Oh, I think you could put one foot in Alberta and one foot in Saskatchewan. Yeah. It was an eight, eighteen-hour drive, but the hunt was spectacular. I've hunted up there near Kit Scotty, right there on the border, Lloyd Minster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's amazing the hunting right there. Yeah, I, you know, every I forget how pretty it is up there till you get up there. Beautiful country. But yeah, so we started up there, and our seasons have started opening in the Dakotas. Uh, North Dakota opened a while ago. Northern South Dakota opened up. Now, South Dakota, the south region where I hunt the Missouri River isn't open, but we're border waters and the Nebraska early season started. So we went and bought a Nebraska license and just to get out on the marsh. So and that, you're Central Flyway, right? We're Central Flyway, yes, sir. And there's been a lot of snow in the Dakotas already, a lot of funky weather like this, but snow rather than rain. And there's a push of birds coming. So I think you guys are going to get birds early this year. Yeah, I hope so. I, we, we've got water. You know, here in West Tennessee, it's been raining like crazy. Actually, I'm in Arkansas, and it's raining today both here and at home. I was crossing the Mississippi River yesterday on the way over here, and I noticed the river's really high. We're going to have water earlier than normal this year, it looks like. That's the key to your hunting, isn't it? It, it really That's is. Water, yeah. You know, we've got a couple, three keys. Um, and what's funny, it's kind of cool today on the podcast because – We've got three different flyways represented by us here. Of course, 
We've got Dave out there in, in the Pacific Flyway that is the mother of all divorces. You have the 107-day season, as he likes to point out. Yeah. Is, that, is that a seven-bird, seven-mallard limit? Seven-mallard. Seven-mallard, yeah. Seven greenheads. And we're five in the Central Flyway. And how many days? Uh, I, are we, I believe we're 70 days. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then yeah we're, I think we're about 114, I believe. This year's yours is 114? Yes. And you're still married? Oh, that's what I said. Yeah, I've told Jay Paul this before. Um, among duck hunters, the highest divorce rate is in the Pacific Flyway. Yeah, I believe that. Does that mean days? Oh, my God. What, what is kind of funny, though, so there's seven mallards. We're Central Flyway, five mallards. And I believe you're Mississippi. Mississippi Flyway, four mallards. Four mallards. Yeah. And then the Atlantic Flyway is also four mallards. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and a lot of people wonder why that is because – you know, you go out to California and I hunt. Uh, got a buddy, Scott Feist, Feist Fish Guide Service. You ought to check this guy out. We'd love to have the grass. What was his last name? Scott Feist. Feist, okay. And Scott is really good. I've hunted with him for a lot of different species out there. Great guy. But, you know, there's so many mallards and so many pintails out there. And people go, well, why the seven mallard limit? Um, it's because of hunting pressure. Yeah. I, mean, it's, well, I'll, I think that's how they make somebody. Amount of birds killed. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kill so many mallards here in the Mississippi Flyway. It really limits our scope. We got all three flyways. Yeah. It, it, it just amazed me. Like, we, we just got back from Saskatchewan, and honestly, up there, the ducks are browning. You know, the, the drakes, you were starting, occasionally you'd see a drake with some color on his head. And then we get in the car, we drive 18 hours home, and we we're on the marsh yesterday, and they're all colored up. Yeah. In a matter of 10 days or two weeks, boom. Just like that. Yeah. What's it like out there with the plumage on them, Dave? Uh, those last three days, all beautiful green heads, mature, green. In fact, I only shot one that was sort of an eclipse. On the one side, it was just partial green. The other side is full green. Other than that, all big, all big green heads. Um, so, yeah, which is pretty rare. Usually we just, you know, shoot more eclipse ducks this time of the year. But they're all big, uh, big green heads from, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're not local birds for sure. They're you know, migrant. Well, up there, you know, it's funny. I've been there the last week of September when everything's got a brown head. And then there was one year that I actually split my trip. I went up and spent a week, the last week of September in Saskatchewan. And then I went back up on the 15th of October, which is what today is. And when I got there, it was amazing. I mean, you couldn't tell a greenhead from a Susie without looking at the color of their yeah. bill. When I'd been there two weeks earlier, yet in two weeks' time, Full I know. Yeah, it's amazing. They got to get pretty for those ladies. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah, I, I, you know, of course, everything was brown, pretty brown when we were up there, and the number of pintails we saw. Mm -hmm. It could have been the area we're in, but I, honestly, I bet we saw three to one pintails from Alex. Wow. So the hatch was good on pintails, and I think nationwide now we can shoot two pintails. Yeah. But, but there's another reason for that, too. Uh, you know what it is? No. Do you know why they were seeing pintails, uh, Dave, when they were up there last week, a week before? No. Well, it goes back to what we've talked about on the show several times. You know, all species of ducks are photomigrators to some degree. Yeah. And yeah, there's a population of pintails that breeds uh, up almost all the way to Alaska. And so in those days, start getting shorter start and, and, and what's amazing i've talked to biologists that say that even from population breeding population to population 
you get that as well. And so okay. those birds are pretty doggone predictable yeah. in that area of Saskatchewan and Alberta that you were in. They're going to hit sometime around the 5th of October almost every year. That's right, when we were yeah. there. And if you yeah. kill a band, you take a look, that's where they're going to be banned. Okay. Okay. Some that's of them as far as Wrangell Island, Russia, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, no, we, we really noticed that. I mean, we've been, we were further east in Saskatchewan a couple of years ago, and, and it was mostly mallards compared to pintails. So. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit. That's interesting. We haven't seen hardly any pintails yet. We shot a couple, but they were real brown. I mean, they were they're drakes, but they look like hens. You can only tell they're drakes by the color of their beak. Yeah. Yeah. We were saying pin, seeing pintails, Dave. They were pintails, but you couldn't tell they were pintails. <laughs> you weren't seeing. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So where are you guys going next? Uh, our next actual hunt is in North Dakota. Typically, we're there last week and usually what we're doing is hunting the local birds because they haven't had a push of birds yet so we're going up there later we're going the 6th or 7th of november so a little bit later we're if we're taking a chance everything could be frozen and the way this weather's looking it's it could be iffy but we're going to take a chance try a little later later hunt so now you could break some ice in that new boat let me what's going to be the maiden voyage of the new boat as soon as i get jay paul on this boat she's headed for the river <laughs> All right. I may just go with him. I haven't been hunting yet. This yeah. year. I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, he got the 125 gauge though, so I said going to be a problem. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. You know, what's funny is um, you're going to be there around the 7th of November this year. I don't know if you remember it or not, Dave, but remember the last time I came out uh, to Utah with Rocky, we actually caught it perfect that year in November. On the 7th of November, we were – um, not real far from Watertown, and we were destroying them because a blizzard came through. Oh. That fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah, yeah. And there were some. What year would that have been? Do you remember? Oh, God. Well, it been. Um, geez, probably. Um, it was November of 2016, okay. 2015. Oh, yeah. 2015. Yeah. yeah. We had a really, November 15. Yeah. Early blizzard pushed all the birds down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 14, it might have even been 14. Were you hunting fields or water? We're hunting fields. fields yeah. We're hunting yeah. cornfields right next to these potholes. And, yeah. you know, we caught it up there perfect, the potholes, the wind, such a huge north wind with that blizzard coming in was keeping the, the particularly the south end, the, the waves between that and the ducks. And for three days, uh, we had 12 guys. We killed our 60 birds, awesome. killed 180 ducks in three days, and 177 of them. That's awesome. You could pick that well. And then we went on up to Utah and hooked up with Dave and uh, went out on what is now the Great Salt Flat. It was actually still a lake then. Okay. And we caught it just perfect before total freeze up. Yeah. And smacking pretty good there. Yeah, Dave, he, he treated us right last year. We're, we're going back out again this year. I believe we're going to hit the Sna Snake River, correct, Dave? Right. I think, uh, yeah, looking at mid-December maybe. Mid-December, yeah. Yeah. No, so we're looking forward can I come? Can I come? You are invited. <laughs> hey, do you care if I come out? <laughs> no, not at all, Jay Paul. No, Open invitation. Come out here anytime. Come out here next week. Shoot, I can't, man. I got way too much going on. You will be happy to know that even today in the rain, uh, the good folks from Klein Construction are actually working on the addition over there on the other side of the plant. So, yeah. All right. I was telling Jay Paul, Dave, that it's, I think my first trip up here was. 2013 and the difference between now and then it's it's night and day i mean the, i had a hard time finding a parking spot out in your parking lot 
It's amazing. The growth that you guys have seen, I, it's, it's unbelievable. Last year when I was down here, I was here in the middle of the night and picked the boat up and left. But when I got here this morning, I told Max, I said, well, something's going on here. <laughs> no, that's just. Yeah. <laughs> A lot more employees. And we need more space. As you can see, that plant is uh, probably loaded to the gills and boats, especially, you know, bay boats. F4s this time of the year. Yeah. You, you can I, tell we're coming into duck season, too, because I was showing him over in rigging and finish, you know, whereas three months ago it was all shiny boats, mostly bay boats. Now it's almost all camo. I think there are two shiny boats in there sitting in the finish area right now. Everything else is camo. Yeah, yeah all optifade timber and optifade marsh, right? Amen. That, that new bay boat, Dave, might look good on the Missouri River. It could. Well, Not to fade Marsh. A couple, what, how big is that? 23-footer? Yeah, the two-thirds. Oh, my gosh. That is a big boat. Yeah, there's yeah a you can put two of those boats inside of that that you're sitting on. Yeah, it's a big boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can put this in inside of that one for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of interest in that boat. Uh, and, you know, surprisingly, you know, a lot of those have been uh, ordered in camel, too, that big bay boat. A lot of dealers are ordering it in Optifade. Yeah, that's what's sitting out there, a big 23-foot Optifade. All right. We're out there side by yeah. side, actually. Yeah. yeah. Pulled up, and I thought, uh, maybe that's our boat. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, you can't have No. <laughs> I'll get you there fast. I don't know how shallow it'll run, now. Actually, it runs pretty shallow, 14, about 14 inches of water is a draft. but um, It'll run that shallow? Yeah. Wow. It, it'll actually run shallower than that. The problem is um, with the outboard. With the outboard, yeah. If you, I mean, I've got photo. Remember the photo shoot we did earlier in the year in Venice, Louis, and um, Lafitte, Louisiana day? Yeah. If you look in those photos, we've got several where they're probably in four inches of the boat actually in the water. But you got the motor. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Have you been in one yet, Dave? Um, no, I haven't. I have not been in the bay boat. You know, we haven't had any come out this way, except Glenn. Glenn has a bay boat. Have you been in it? Yeah, no. He hasn't invited me to go fishing with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to stay there to run that plant. That's true. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. We sell a lot of them all, all throughout the country: Midwest, Upper Midwest, Southeast. Uh, we sold a few. Our dealer in North Dakota has—I uh, think he's ordered one or two of them up there. Wow! Yeah, I could see that yeah. out on Devil's Lake. Some of that big water up there, even the Missouri. Really? Yeah. Oh, the Missouri River. Yeah. Jay Paul tells me not to tip anyone's hat, but there are more surprises coming. In, in <laughs> yeah. Lines. Oh yeah. He was asking, so what are we going to build in Tennessee? I was telling him, we'll just wait and see. Give us a few months. <laughs> yeah, we're going to build uh, decoys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you do that with a great big mud, boat, mud motor for me, Dave. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Speaking of decoys, what you got new? Uh, I know you always got some new hot decoys every year. What's, uh, what's new from Dakota well, this year? Yeah, I appreciate that. What really took off for us we broke it late in the year last year is that packable mallard you know which is a blow-up decoy uh quite a bit lighter uh, for the guys in the timber they like it for guys like you walk you told me that bill carries a blow-up doll around with him everywhere he goes what's true there it is it has a green head on it <laughs> hope you like green heads <laughs> <laughs> no but then we 
so we got that packable mallard, and then we also broke uh, some new specs this year, painted spec and fully flock spec, and then we just got our new floating specs out. So that was it. That was our additions for the year, but the spec market has taken off. I got to get some I, of those. When you come I, down to hunt with me and Marvel, we will have some of those spec floaters. Dave. Oh, that's great. I love shooting specs. I'm also doing the snow, snow goose out of the same body. Beautiful, just beautiful decoys. We get the guys tell us a lot of times, you know, when they buy decoys, they put one on the shelf. Yeah. You know, they don't want to get it dirty. So, <laughs> and these specs are the same here, are gorgeous. Work of so, art. I mean, all your decoys are works of art. I've been yeah. so impressed. Really, some of your decoys since the first time I, I hunted over you know, I, in the late 2000s. I honestly think, you know, when we when we started Dakota Decoy and got things going, we, we basically stepped the game up a little bit in the decoy market. You know, I know. Not only in carvings, but in finish durability. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, it, it's it's been great for the, the hunter because the everyone stepped their game up. You know, everyone has great decoys now, um, and I'm proud to be part of that, to be honest with you. I love the poses. I mean, Remember when the Dakota decoys first came out, you know, and you'd take a look at them and you go, wow, uh, just the head positioning and stuff like that was so lifelike yeah. and so different from what anybody else, you know, had on the market. Wouldn't you agree, Dave? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're real, very realistic. And, you know, I've never owned decoys that looked more real. In fact, so real, you know, last year on the youth hunt, Jack uh, shot one of my Dakota decoys square. Man, I've never seen more shot in one decoy than that. So I do have one on my shelf in my garage. It's that one jack shot square, man. I, I swear, there's probably 30 BBs in that thing. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, they're, they're, uh, they're amazing decoys. I love them. And, you know, I, I used to hunt over a lot more decoys. And I think uh, it's, uh, you know, become to quality over quantity. I think with these realistic decoys, you know, you don't need as, as many decoys. I mean, obviously there's situations where, you know, you need a lot of decoys out in the Great Salt Lake or put out several hundred, but most situations, especially where there's mallards, at least in this flyway, um, yeah, you just, you don't need as many with more realistic looking decoys. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot, Dave. And from a decoy seller, that's both good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He told me earlier, Dave, he said, less definitely ain't more. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> like horsepower. You can't ever have enough of it. Amen. No, yeah. no, you can never have too many guns, too many decoys, too much money. It just ain't happening. <laughs> That's man. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, well, I know you've got to hit the road, and these guys are about to leave and head back to the Dakotas here. But before you go, this is the first time we've had you on the show. So, all right, so I got, I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, we have a standard question involving your blind bag that I'm going to get to. But since you're a decoy guy, before we go there, uh, if, when I come out there hunting, you're talking about having all those decoy bags in the boat. What am I going to find? What are you going to carry to fill sure. with you? Our, we, we hunt big water, hunt the Missouri River. Um, visibility is key. So our honestly, our, our normal duck spread anymore, we use 60 honker floaters and two or three dozen of our fully flocked mallards. And then we're, we're running, you know, Lucky Duck HDs. And we basically put those at the bottom of the goose decoys. Ducks love honkers. So yeah. I, our, I tell guys all the time, our duck decoys are beautiful, but our best duck decoys are goose decoys. All right. So your best duck decoys, your goose decoy, let me ask you this. There's a great debate. And Dave, you feel free to chime in on this one too if you got an opinion. But, um, and I personally don't. This is one area where I need more knowledge. Um, I've heard that 
ducks won't, mallards won't fly over goose decoys. I've heard geese won't fly over mallard decoys. I'm not sure any of that's true. What's your thoughts on that based on your experience? Uh, I'm basically, honestly, mallards love honkers. Um, so mallards I, will fly right over the goose oh, decoys, no problem. Honestly, there are times when we'll take our luckies, lucky duck HDs, and we will put them in the goose decoys. The ducks are trying to get up into those. They'll come right to the duck decoys, and they'll go right either to the bottom of the goose decoys, or we even have them settle into the goose decoys. Wow. So, I so, some guy was probably hunting someday, and they didn't fly over his goose decoys, and he came up with that theory that they don't like Canada decoys, but they do. They, they love Canada. That, that's great information for somebody who's got a world of experience there. All right, well, so, and then our last question that we always end up when you guess. We're out hunting together, and I sneak over to your blind bag. And a little I'm hungry, still, right? A little hungry, wanting to steal a snack out of it. What am I going to find in that blind bag? Oh, boy. I would say you're always going to find a breakfast bar. i still got the same breakfast bar, I think, from 2013 mm -hmm. in there. I bring it just in case. <laughs> we have a chain of stores up there called Casey's. Little we have Casey's, yeah. There you go. There's always Casey's Donuts in my blind bag. <laughs> Thank God we walk a lot in the marsh because we need to burn those calories off. Hey, Max, is he leaving anything out? We, we've got Bill's camera guy, Max, here, who's uh, doing double duty today recording the podcast. He's too healthy. He eats healthy. Look at him. Weighs 110 pounds. Soaking wet. Soaking wet. <laughs> is he leaving anything out, Max? Um, Bill's an expert cook in the blind, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Nope. Eggs, sausage, tortillas, breakfast burritos. They're the best. We eat well. Dave, let's meet up in the Dakotas next week. <laughs> no kidding. You know, I was going to say in my blind bag, usually I keep shelled corn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we bring that. It's not too bad if you're really hungry, but the ducks love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Folks, if you're he is lying. He's he is joking. He's, He's not lying. He's joking. Don't believe him. I, oh I hunted with Dave last year. He likes donuts too. He's just done <laughs> so the way mine does. Well, when you ride that bicycle for 200 miles. <laughs> exactly. Tell me, Dave, do you have to have a big, mean son of a gun chasing you to try to bike that far? No, I just want to finish soon. You know? <laughs> That's my inspiration. The faster I go, the sooner I'm done with this thing. <laughs> well, hey, now you're in great shape coming into duck season. So. I'm looking forward to coming up there pretty soon, but I'm dead serious. I think we need to just kind of meet halfway in the Dakotas in the next few oh, weeks. Man. Hell, I'll even bring my bay boat and take you for a ride in it so you can say you've been in one. You know, I, I always joke with all you non-resident guys, South Dakota, we try to keep you out. It's a draw state only, you know. So and I didn't put I, in this year, so I can't hunt there this year. Yeah, there's, there is one open zone out there, you know, Guys, if you want to go hunt geese out in the central part of the state, you can show up and buy a license. Mm -hmm. They usually don't run out. So that is accessible to guys, but for the rest of the state, it's draw only. Yeah. Yeah. And that draw is about uh, usually early July. Yeah, I've done it several times. Yeah. If you've never hunted South Dakota, you ought to try to go sometimes. I tell you though, you gotta get with somebody that knows what they're doing out there. I mean, it's not like North Dakota or parts of Canada. A lot of places it's harder to get only get permission. It is. But the chances of getting drawn, in my experience, have been very good. Very good, yeah. We've had a great time. Well, man, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure uh, having Bill Wilroth, the Grand Waterfowl TV. You're on the Pursuit Channel, I guess, season. What season is airing right now? Boy, I, we tried to figure that out the other night. I believe we're in season seven. 
hunting so, season seven. We're airing. filming. We're filming season eight. So filming season eight, airing season seven right now on the Pursuit Channel. What day of the week? Uh, we're Saturday evening, and then it plays Mondays and Thursdays. Cool. Um, also on YouTube. Also right. on YouTube. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You can spit it out loud. <laughs> Say it out loud. I, 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 like I said earlier, I'm pretty near 60. You what? Uh, 22. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave, can you imagine? Well, you're on with Jack. Jack's, what, 12 now? He's 12, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Best hunting partner you can have, right? He's great. He loves it. He's, he's shooting good this year, too. And he's he's been on. He's made some good shots. Yeah. Uh, Dave, we're just we're, – I told Jay Pollard, we're just tickled to be with you guys. You know, it's awesome to partner and pair up with companies that appreciate excellence. And after walking through Mud Buddy last year and Excel today, we're with the right company. You guys, it's, it's unbelievable. Man, I tell I, you. On behalf of Dave and myself, I can tell you we thank you. That's a great compliment because you are making some super quality products. You know, uh, it's a good partnership. You, our friends from Sitka, making great gear out there too. And, yeah. you know, it's worked out really good for all of us. And a pleasure having you today. Everybody out there listening, be sure to check out the Grind Waterfowl on the Pursuit Channel. Season 7 airing right now. They're out there uh, filming Season 8. Hopefully you're going to see uh, maybe me and Dave hunting a little bit, not trying to invite myself or anything. But Dave, Dave's, he's, he's in for sure. He, that ain't fair. Jay Paul did earlier say, you know, you need to come down and hunt with me. And I said, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> you need to come to Marvel while he's there. Right, buddy? Yeah, right. Great. I'll be there. Well, best of luck to you. Jay Paul, continue thank you, my friend. Season yeah, seven. Yeah. Check it out on the Pursuit channel. For my good friend and co-host, Dave Reynolds, I'm Jay Paul Jackson here with our special guest, Mr. Bill Wilrock. And we all thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. <laughs>